0: ShipStation is the innovative tool that helps turn your shipping challenges into opportunities for growth. Go to ShipStation.com and use code HUSTLE to sign up for your free 60-day trial. 60 days free. ShipStation.com. Code HUSTLE. Hey, Side Hustle School listeners. This is Chris Guillebeau. Welcome to Something Special. Recording today live from San Francisco – I've just returned from Mexico, in fact, in time to bring you this month's Extended Cut. Now, if you're new, or also because it's been about 30 episodes since our last one, each month we have one of these special episodes diving into a particular topic as requested by you, or if not you personally, other listeners. So we still have the daily story, of course, but this is something a bit different. So far in the Extended Cuts, we have had the power of observation, a review of nine starter platforms, how to build a website in 90 minutes, a simple marketing plan, a tool you can use to choose between different ideas when you have more than one, like a lot of us do. And last month's was behind the scenes of a million dollar Etsy shop. The links to all of these episodes are at sidehustleschool.com slash extended. So if you missed any of them, or if you're new, you can just go there and listen from your computer or your phone or download for later. And now today's topic, an easy method to price your product or service. I've had lots of questions about how do you actually decide on a price for something. Well, as was just mentioned, I do in fact have an easy method for you. It's very different from what other people teach, and it's something that is especially relevant for your first side hustle. So if you're new to this world, this might help you a lot. And we'll dive right into this topic after the brief message from our sponsor. All right, so let's begin with a reminder that the side hustle way is a different approach all around from what you may have heard elsewhere, or what you hear when you ask other people for advice. My life philosophy is you don't have to live your life the way others expect. And you also don't have to run your new business the way others expect. Now, I mention this because if you start to look online or ask around about pricing, you'll get all kinds of info and opinions, most likely including some sophisticated pricing strategies. Now, when I even say that phrase, sophisticated pricing strategies, like if your eyes kind of glaze over, you're probably not the only one. I'm definitely not going to talk to you about something sophisticated, at least not pricing strategies, because at least when you're getting started, and maybe later as well, this is definitely not something you need to worry about. In fact, I'll show you today a much easier way that's intuitive and simple. I alluded to this recently in one of the regular episodes, and I got a lot of questions about it. So first and foremost, everything relates to your goals, as always. Why are you starting a side hustle? What do you hope to get out of it? What do you want it to look like in three months, in six months, in a year? And here is a very relevant question that you need to answer. And that question is, what is your time worth? This is something that I can't answer for you. Nobody else can answer it for you. But you should spend some time thinking about it. And you should have an answer, even if you don't share that answer with anyone else. It may help to think about what you get paid for an hour's work at your day job. Like, even if you're not an hourly employee, you can divide your salary into 50 weeks or whatever it is and divide it into 40 hours a week or however many hours you work and kind of figure out what your rough hourly wage is. And the reason that might be helpful is in most cases, your side hustle income shouldn't be any less than this. Like, you shouldn't make less per hour with your side hustle than you do for your day job. And ideally, you'll actually make more. So then when you start thinking about pricing, your goal is for whatever you're selling, whether it's a product or a service, and we'll talk about both of those, your goal is to create at least your minimum acceptable standard of income for time spent. And if you get more, that's great. But this is the minimum. So for example, if you decide this side hustling thing is only worth it to you, if you can make $50 an hour at it, then that's your minimum. And by the way, I just chose that as an arbitrary number everyone's situation is different. The point is to figure out what your time is worth to you. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now, I mentioned products and services. We're going to make a distinction here. With a product, you're selling something, and with a service, you're doing something. So there is some overlap, of course, but generally you can think of a product as something that people buy, and then you send them something, or otherwise they collect something, or they download something, they exchange money for some kind of good. That good could be physical or digital. And with a service, they're exchanging money for something to be done. So let's look at how you'd apply this pricing model to both a service or a product. Let's actually begin by talking about a service. I'm going to use the example from just a couple of episodes ago, episode 207, about the Brooklyn confetti photographer. And that story was about someone who, among other things, was doing these really fun photo shoots with people where she bombed them with confetti and then took their picture pretty fun niche. And I think she charged something like a few hundred dollars for a photo session. Now, first of all, if you're actually charging hourly for your service, well, then that's easy enough. If you're like, I'm a coach, my rate is hundred dollars an hour, then boom, you're done. You figured it out. I would encourage you when you're deciding on that number, be sure you consider the extra time that you spend on stuff. For an hour coaching someone, you might spend 20 minutes preparing for it. You might spend 30 minutes following up on it. So you have to think about all of your time, not just the direct time, but still it's pretty simple. If it's not charged hourly then you think about the overall time it takes you to create or provide the service. So Yelena was the Brooklyn photographer mentioned in that story. I'll probably get these numbers wrong, but let's say it's something like $300 for a photo session. How could she have come to that price? Well, using this pricing model, maybe through experimenting, she's discovered that each photo shoot takes an average of five hours. That includes the shoot itself, as well as the preparation, the photo editing, the confetti cleanup, and her number for her service is $60 an hour. That's her minimum goal. Well, 60 times five is $300. And that's how in this example, she could have come up with $300 for that service. One final note before we shift to products. If you have some costs for your service, then you want to make sure you factor those in too. But a lot of services have very few costs. Or they have some startup costs, but they don't have very many ongoing costs. And in this example, once Yelena is up and running, she doesn't have any ongoing costs, or she has very few, let's say. She already had camera equipment. She already had the skill. It was just a question of providing the service. So think about the time it takes you to create or provide it, and then base your minimum price on that. Okay, so let's look at an example of a product. This is going to be a very similar principle. It's just a bit different in how you apply it. So a couple episodes after Jelena's, episode 209 was a Polish bartender living in the UK who makes a website that sells cocktail equipment. Now these are physical items. I think in a couple of cases he makes them but for the most part, he's purchasing them and then reselling. So obviously with this project, there are substantial ongoing costs because he has to pay for materials or he has to pay for products he's going to resell. Even though he's not directly providing a service, I would suggest that he still think about his time when he's trying to decide what to price these items for. So in the example of something you manufacture, if it costs you $10 to make something, you obviously don't want to sell it for $11 unless you're going to sell a whole lot of them. Most of the time with a product business, whether you're manufacturing something or you're reselling, the standard is for the retail price to at least be twice what it costs you to make it or purchase it. So if this guy buys a bunch of muddlers, let's say, and the muddler cost is $10 each, he probably shouldn't sell them for less than $20 each. So let's start with that standard. But in either case, both the service hustle and the product hustle, they're based on this minimum acceptable income, which is what you decide for yourself. It doesn't mean it can't be more, but that's the baseline. If you can't make it work at that level, then you should probably try experimenting with something else. So, before we go on, let's look at a few more principles of pricing. First, one is that there are probably a range of prices that will work if you're selling those muddlers. He might actually be able to sell them for more than $20. He might be able to sell them for all the way up to $30. You don't really know for sure where that range is going to top out, but your goal if you're selling something is to maximize and you want to try to get to the high end. So, long ago, early in the show, we had this example of a guitar teacher who created some differentiation. And he promised to teach people the most awesome guitar lessons in the universe. And he was really smart about this. And he started out at $25, $30 an hour. And I think if I'm not mistaken, he got all the way up to about $75 an hour. So he had obviously found a range of prices. If someone's willing to pay you $50 or $75 for a guitar lesson, wouldn't you want $75? But this also brings up a good point. He went all the way from $25 to $75. Why didn't he keep raising his price? And the answer is because there's a natural ceiling somewhere. Like even though he was able to charge a premium for these lessons, at a certain point, people would say, you know what, no matter how awesome those guitar lessons are, I'm not going to pay $100 an hour or $150 or whatever the price is. I'm going to have the second most awesome guitar lessons in the universe from somebody else who's cheaper. So there's a range of prices. Your goal is to get to the high end. Second, charging too little is as much of a problem as charging too much. I see a very common mistake of people who are selling something for the first time, they price it too low. And I think it's because they're afraid or they kind of undervalue themselves. And you have to remember that people are skeptical of low prices, just like they are of really high prices. If that guy's guitar lessons were $5 an hour, a lot of people would think, well, are they worth anything? Why is he willing to do that? So you don't want to go too high, of course, but you also run the risk of not succeeding if you price too low. Third, I already highlighted briefly that general retail cost is 100% markup or more. So I know the publishing business because I'm an author. And I know that if you look on the back of a book, you'll see a retail price or what's called a list price. Let's say that price is $25 for a hardcover book. The publisher is going to provide copies of that book to distributors, including bookstores, including amazon.com, other online retailers for 50% of list price. So if it's $25, they're going to sell it for $12 and 50 cents. Then the bookstore is going to double their cost from $12.50 to the retail price, $25. And that's how they make money. And if there are books they want to promote, they might discount them. But even if they discount them 20%, for example, in this case, the book would sell for $20. So they're not making as much profit, but they're still making profit because they paid $12.50 for that book. This is very common in retail. So just remember, it's usually 100% markup or more. Next, it may be helpful to look at the competition there's anybody else doing what you're trying to do, and see what they're pricing at, just so you understand what they're doing and whom they're targeting. You don't necessarily want to follow it. You might have a different idea or approach, but it might be a good benchmark for you. If you think their price is too high, then of course you might want to consider pricing under them. If you think you can do a better job, then you might price higher, or you might not really think about them at all because you're doing your own thing, but at least this way you're aware of the general environment. I know I gave you several principles there. I want to just recap the most important thing. Most important thing is that there are several ways to determine pricing. Ultimately, you'll want to raise your price to the higher end of the range of what someone would be willing to pay. But when you're first getting started, you might not have an idea of what that is. So this simple formula should help figure out what your time is worth and base your pricing decision on that. I want you to have fun with your side hustle. I want you to look forward to it. I want it to be something you enjoy working on. But don't forget that a side hustle is not a hobby or if it is, it's a hobby that makes money. It's hard to have an income generating project without income. And as we wrap up this special episode, I want to say thanks to everyone who sent questions about this. I heard from several people on Twitter the other day. that was very helpful. If you don't follow me there, it's just my name at Chris Gillibo. Let me know what's on your mind because that's going to inform what I do next for the next extended cut. Thanks again to our sponsor for today, which makes the show free to everyone. And last but not least, thanks to you, the listener as well, because you are really what allows the show to continue. I hope this was helpful to you. Give me a shout online and let me know. By the way, a quick mention that the Side Hustle book, which will be out in September, goes into this in much more detail, along with several illustrations, which might make it even more simple. Inspiration is good. Inspiration with action is better. Now go get to work.